was back there. I think I missed out on something. What's going on out here? <laughs> I'm like, I'm missing out. Hey, guys. Uh, good morning to you guys. Uh, Happy New Year's. Or like so I heard somebody say, uh, Feliz Año Huevos. <laughs> I was like, wait, that's, that's yeah, so Feliz Año Nuevo. Like that, yeah. <laughs> hey, guys. Um, great. Uh, another year with you guys. I just, first of all, want to say that I love you guys, you know. Uh, I love this ministry. This is my spiritual family, and um, I'm so glad we're all here together. Uh, if you're visiting here, uh, we're just down-to-earth people trying to love God. You know, I love the saying that says we're uh, imperfect people following a perfect Savior. And uh, I-, I love the sincerity uh, of you guys. I love the depth of, of, of all the sharing this morning. You know, thank you guys for sharing your heart and uh, your lessons that you've learned. It was very deep. Um, and so um, today, guys, I really want to encourage you guys, like, like every, you know, every time we get up here, I want to encourage and I want to edify you guys. And um, before we do that, let's go ahead and uh, let's do some uh, announcements and then we'll get uh, um, you know, to it. Um, just so you guys are aware, today uh, there, there is a leaders meeting today at 12 o'clock. Uh, Peter Garcia will be attending. He's going to be here around 12.15, but we'll start at 12 because I need to go over some uh, topics for you, with you guys, Okay. So that's, uh, and that's for all the life stage and the house church leaders at 12 o'clock in room 10. Uh, next Sunday, we do want to do, uh, we're going to be doing a uh, sermonian service next week because what we need to do and want to do is a leader's workshop and a luncheon. And that's next week from 1130. If you go back to the slide, uh, the other one, Amir, um, on the bottom there, it says uh, Sunday, January 13th, leader's workshop and luncheon. Okay, so that's next week uh, for, with that, Okay. Uh, okay, th- let me give you guys the, uh, the services for the, um, uh, the, the, um, the calendar for the next four services. And, um, you know, so, ne- so next week we're, by- we're back here at Whitney, okay, and we'll do our worship service and our, and our leaders' workshop. Then on the 20th, we're going to be doing a, uh, our worship service here. We'll do a members' workshop. We'll go over what we talked about. Now, don't worry. When I say workshop, please don't go back and thinking, oh, my God, not till 2 p.m. No, it's just a regular service, but we'll make it a workshop. Okay, and then uh, we'll do a potluck luncheon afterwards, you know, with the whole family. Uh, so it'll be it'll be here at 10 a.m. It'll be great. Uh, January the 27th, we're going to be in uh, Life Stage House Church Services. <clears throat> That's on the 27th, and then the the third, we're back here at Whitney, and then uh, we're going to go over the calendar, uh, the quarterly calendar for um, at our leaders meeting today. Okay, but I want to make sure everybody know. Where, where uh, we're going to be at since we've been, uh, we went to the movies, we went to house churches, and uh, so we're getting back into a, a regular flow of, of meeting here. Okay, um, this Wednesday we do have our family time midweek, and it's at, uh, yes, and then uh, it's going to be at the Embassy Suites at 7.30 p.m. In, uh, in Downey, okay, so that'll be that. And then um, we, uh, I, I do... Uh, uh, we have a financial peace class that um, is being put on by our, our uh, fellowship in, um, in the Gardena building, and uh, it's, it's the Dave Ramsey Financial Peace course, and it starts January the 19th, so if you're interested, let me know. Uh, there are still um, seats available. They have some tickets for campus students as well, singles, uh, you know, roommates, and um, so if you're interested, let me know, and uh, the first two classes are free. So you can go ahead and, and, and see what it's like. 
And then, um, and then uh, you know, I, I think the fees are somewhere around $100 or something like that for the rest of the classes and the materials, okay? But um, so, so there's that. That's, that starts on January the 19th. We have uh, normally what we do on uh, Martin Luther King uh, Day uh, weekend, which is the Monday, uh, was it January the 2021st this, this year? We usually do a whole project. So uh, we're looking for some ideas. We normally do it. I, I have a, we do have a project. The Johnson family are going to be going down to Gladys Park on Saturday. So we could always make that our whole project for the year. Uh, but, it, but, you know, normally we do it on Mondays. And uh, so if there is a project that, uh, that, that, you know, that you think would be great for us to go and volunteer and get involved, you know, let, let me know, you know, and then we can go ahead and, and, uh, and be able to set something up. And we'll make an announcement next week, and I'll go over that with the leaders as well, okay? All right, guys, so that's the announcements, uh, you know, for, uh, for today. All right. Um, let me set myself up here. You know, a lot of uh, great things were shared today, um, a lot of depth that, I, that I, was, I, was, I was thinking. It was like, you know what, this has a lot to do with what I'm talking today. And, um, and so I'm, uh, uh, we're going to be talking, we're going to be looking at the book of Judges. We're going to look at, uh, at uh, Gideon. And, um, you know, but before I do that, let me, let me go over some of the things that I always try to do, right, and, as a sermon. You know, we always try, try to be in, in a... Uh, vulnerable, introspective, always looking on the inside. And why is this so important? Why, why do I want to talk about this to you guys? And I think, all, I think you've heard it, right? 2018 has been a challenging year. Uh, you know, and I, and I think uh, the message now is kind of like, hey, guys, we need to be grounded in God. Be grounded in God. There's always, you know, something going on. This is a long spiritual journey we're on. And there's always going to be something going on. You know, and so we always got to remember, we always have to stay grounded in God. You know, as I do sermons, I think about what's the character that I really want to describe to you guys. You know, and I think the character we're going to look at in the life of Gideon, it's like, you know what? It's really to put your trust in God. And that's a constant reminder of our lives. Can you keep putting your trust in him? You know, um, I want to remind us that, you know, that for us to imitate Jesus, that he is the example. And, you know, we live in a world where there's a lot of appreciation. That's a good thing. There's a lot of admiration. That's a good thing. But, you know, people, that's where people stop. You know, and it's a different way you can admire and, 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 and appreciate something. But then it's a whole different thing when you aspire to become like him. And, um, you know, you can love like Jesus. You know, you, you, you heard the example of, of, of Larry, and God is always trying to mold our hearts for us to, to be able to love God like Jesus did, to be able to love one another like Jesus did, to be able to love, you know, the loss of this world like Jesus did. That is God's plan for your life. You know, and he's constantly molding us, and so I always want to remind us that that's what this is about. You know, and, um, and always, and, you know, go back to doing some practicals. You know, I definitely want us to be growing in our faith and growing in courage. I think we're going to look at that story. And, uh, and I always try to motivate. I'm always trying to see how I can motivate. And I think, um, you know, the, uh, the thing for me is, is it's, I, I'm really inspired by Gideon by the vision of becoming. You know, uh, you know, Gideon was someone who really looked at himself as I am the weakest, you know, of the family, we're clan. You know, he was like the lesser son of the lesser son, and and as I was reading the story, you know, you kind of look at the end. And it's like this is not the same guy in Judges six from in, in Judges eight. 
he is not the same guy. You know, and there's just this amazing transformation that it's not just there for Gideon, it's there for us. You know, and God wants to continually be transforming. You know, it says the Red Bible talks about we are being renewed day by day. We are being made more like his son day by day. There's always, and it's sometimes, it takes, you know, one of the things I notice is, you know, when, when you go day by day, it's kind of hard to see the change. But you know what? They say, like, you know, whatever you're going through today or whatever you went through six months ago, that's usually your communion message that you're going to have. Because, you know, you can look back at six months and say, like, oh, yeah, you know, that's a, that's a good good uh, um, time frame to be able to look at, you know, what's, you know, how you're growing and what's being developed and how God is working in your life. Though he works every, I'm not even going to say every day. It's every second. And the way, it's hard for us to process that. But the way we need to process that as, as human beings is that we, God is with us you know, every moment. Because in a day, you're going to go through quite, you know, some moments, aren't you not? You know, you're going to go through moments. And the thing I'm learning, too, is like, you know, feelings are very fast. Right? You'll feel something, and you go, you feel it, and the next couple of seconds, it's gone. But it's still there. You know, and, and, you, and then, then emotions get transitional, right? So you're on to the next thing. And so I realized, like, you know what? you got to stop. You know, you got to stop. You got to reflect. It's like, you know what? You know, you really got to process all those moments. You want to grow spiritually in 2019, you need to stop and consider what's going on on the inside. You know, and as you consider on the inside, then you're like, then you got to ask yourself, what's the temptation that's coming from that? You know, and then, and then if you, the next step would be, you know what? I need to tell the truth to myself, I need to tell the truth to God. And I need to tell the truth to another friend. You know, you do those practicals. Oh man, that's a, you know that that's a that's a a a, uh, a growth pattern. You know, and so when 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 uh, I look at 2018, I, I look it's like man, it was so challenging, and I loved it. I wouldn't change anything of it. You know, because in my challenge, I hated the challenge. But then when God saw me through it and I saw something and, and I learned something and I grew, it's like, man, God, you're so awesome. This is so great. I wouldn't want it any other way. You know, but when you're in the challenge, it's very difficult, right? But God, God knows what he's doing. He's molding and he's shaping you. And the thing that I've learned in 2018 has been, and I remember just, I remember, I've never said this I, I understood the concept, but I never said it in my, in my prayer time. I said, God, you are the lover of my soul. Because as I, you know, as I go to him and I dump myself on him, and I tell him everything that's going on, and sometimes that takes a while, but you got to go and do it. You know, and you go tell him what's going on. God ministers to you in those moments. He counsels you in those moments. He gives you perspective. And he, you know, they cause an understanding that causes you to grow. You know, and then that is so good that you say, I wouldn't want it any other way to get to that. You know, and when you're doing, when you start, when I feel those things, I see how God is so close. I just think, God, you are the lover of my soul. You know, and um, you, you think about... Um, how, um, how crazy we are, right? You know, when, when two people are in love with one another, are they not crazy about each other? 
You know, you can't stop looking at the person. You know, and that's a relationship that, that the Bible uses, right, between us and him. Now, what about parents? Aren't they crazy about their kids? You know, you could, I could literally just watch a video with just Matthew, whatever, doing whatever. I just, I mean, it's like my, my, my brother, he says, he goes, oh, you know, my, my, uh, my you know, his son's playing volleyball, he's really good. He goes, he goes I'm going to put up a, a video. He uploaded a video on YouTube and stuff like that. He's like, okay, yeah, bro, that's 75 minutes. I'm like, I thought it was going to be like, you know, the highlights, you know. He, no, I mean, he wants me to watch the whole thing, you know. Because it's like, because you just that, that in love with your children. You know, that, that's that relationship that God has with us. That's that father-son you know, relationship. That's that father-child, that father-daughter relationship that he has with us. You know, and we think about, you know, God is just crazy about us. He really is. And, um, and so when you look at, um, you, you hear things like when, when uh, Kelly was sharing, you know, um, about, you know, the different tests that we have and just how, you know, there are different times where God will, you know, there's certain things God has cleared away things, right? Like there's been some radical change. You became a, 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 a child of God. There's some things you leave in, in the world. Like, for instance, for me, one of the things that changed was I used to be very materialistic and be driven by materialism. You know, that was my whole dreams. And so when I became a disciple of Jesus, I said, you know what? My dreams are for God now. The money I make, my career, everything that I am is for God now. You know, and that was a radical transformation of my heart. That's why I'm like, I'll give it all for Jesus. And I give it all for Jesus. I give my money, I give my time, I give my talent, and I only want to make it grow and more and more and more and more and more. See, I, I drove out that, that, that I'm not, you know, worshiping of money and my own dreams, material dreams. I put that away, and that was totally clear. It's been gone. I mean, it's happened almost 30 years now, you know, and I've just stayed on that path, and I've never been the same, and I'm not, you know, and I'm, and I'm on this great path, right? And so he moves those things away, but at the same time, there's, there's, the, there's some of those things that haven't gone away, right? Don't we all have those? And you can look at it in your life, right? You can say, you know what? When, when I came into Jesus and I got baptized into Jesus, I've never been the same. And at the same time, there's some things that have never gone away. And they're still coming, coming back on, right? And so, and so today we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about, like, why does God do that? Because it's by God's design. You know, and we're going to look at over, let's look on over to Judges, Judges uh, chapter 2. Judges chapter 2, and let's get some uh, um, perspective. And um, Judges chapter 2, let's read, uh, I think it's, uh, let's read verse uh, 14, Judges chapter 2, verse 14 through 23. Judges 2, 14 through 23. Um, just a little um, background on the history there. Uh, was that, uh, okay, let's make a couple of jumps, right? God created the world. You guys got that one? Yeah. Okay, okay. Now follow me. Okay. Adam and Eve. Can you make that jump? Yeah. Okay, that's good. Can you make the jump to Noah? Yeah. Okay, good. Okay, he floods the world, right? Can you make that jump? Noah has, you know, after Noah, he has some family right along the line. Abraham comes around. 
Abraham and Sarah, you could make that jump. Okay, then you got, you know, they had, a, they had a child named Isaac who became Israel. Okay, how many kids did he have? He had 12. God changed his name to Israel, right? Can you make that jump? Okay, uh, right? They get too big. The Egyptians are like, oh, they're too big. We need to enslave them, right? So then comes Moses. Can you make that jump? Okay, you got the Moses, okay? Moses leads him out of the, the promised land, right? He's got his buddy Joshua. Can you make that jump? Okay, Joshua uh, lives 110 years. Okay, after all that, the people say, like, you know what? We start going back our old ways. Okay, and so then God raises judges. He raises leaders. Okay, and there's a very significant thing that happens at that point. When God was driving out into the promised land, he drove out all of the people, that, all the lands that, you know, that they were taking over. He drew everybody out completely. After Judges, he did not do that anymore. He let them be oppressed by the people around them when he could have kicked them out and got rid of them. But God did that for a reason. Okay, and he did that so that they could be a test to the people of God. And so there are some things that God will drive away from your life completely, but there's some things that are still going to be around there to test you, to test where your heart really is at. Do you really worship me? Are you really doing this for me? Are you really living for me? Because I'm not going to drive that out. The only way that that's going to get rid of your, that of your life, if you do it out of worship for me. You know, and that's the big perspective of things. Okay, and that's why things happen. That's why there's victories and there's always some tests. Okay, now it's only taken me about 30 years to learn that, so I hope you took notes. Okay, <laughs> like that. So uh, there's that aspect. Okay, so let's read Judges chapter two, uh, verse 14 through 23, and I hope it's uh, where I'm at right. All right, it says, uh, in his anger against Israel, the Lord handed them over to the raiders who plundered them. Okay. Uh, so he's mad with them. He said he, he, he sold them to their enemies all around whom they were no longer able to resist. In verse 15, whenever Israel went out to fight, the hand of the Lord was against them to defeat them. Just as he had sworn to them, they were in great distress. And we can sometimes feel that, right? In a lot of stress, a lot of distress. Then the Lord, verse 16, then the Lord raised up judges or leaders who saved them out of the hands of the raiders. This was right before the kings came. And um, yet they would not listen to their judges, but prostituted themselves to other gods and worshiped them. Unlike their fathers, they quickly turned from the way in which their fathers had walked, the way the obedience to the Lord's commands. 18, whenever the Lord raised up a judge for them, he was the judge and saved them out of the hands. <clears throat> he was with the judge and saved them out of the hands of the enemies as long as the judge lived. For the Lord had compassion on them, as they, groaned, as they groaned under those who oppressed and afflicted them. I hope you caught that. God was the one who would oppress them, and God was the one who would bring up the judge. Why did he do that? Because ultimately, God was their judge. God was their ruler. He's the one that would do these things. You know, and, and, and people lost faith in what was going on. And so verse 19 but when the judge died, the people returned to ways even more corrupt than those of their fathers. Following other gods and serving and worshiping them, they refused to give up their evil practices and stubborn ways. 
Therefore, the Lord was very angry with Israel and said, Because this nation has violated the covenant I laid down for the forefathers and has not listened to me, I will no longer drive out before them any of the nations Joshua left when he died. I will use them to test Israel and see whether they will keep the way of the Lord and walk in it as their forefathers did. Did you guys catch that? The Lord had allowed those nations to remain. He did not drive them out at once by giving them into the hands of Joshua. And so we remember, right, the Old Testament is the physical representation of the spiritual today. I know, you know, that's, that's a, quite of a sentence, right? And so you're like, I have no idea what this is talking about. Well, you got to, this is a physical representation of what happens to us today. You know, and, and I really want us to understand that, you know what? God hasn't driven out certain things because he's testing us. There's certain things that haven't changed in your life because you're being tested to see, you know, where you're at with him, you know. And it's really interesting. And I, um, look on over to uh, Job chapter uh, 28, um, 20 to 28, Job chapter 28. And I found, yeah, I've been studying out wisdom. How many of you need a little more wisdom? I'm like, man. Good news. I have news, good news about that. God says if you ask for him for it, he'll give it to you without finding fault. That means like he's going to give to you like you've done everything right. Like you've been perfect. Like you've been the best son. So I'm going to give it to you. You know, and so, so if you feel like, you know, I really, I really could use grown some in some wisdom. You can always ask God for that. You know, and so Job, Job chapter 28, verse 20 through 28, it says there, um, when, uh, where then does wisdom come from? Where does understanding dwell? It is hidden from the eyes of every living thing, concealed even from the birds of the air. Destruction and death say only a rumor of it has reached our ears. God understands the way of it, and he alone knows where it dwells, for he views the ends of the earth and sees everything under the heavens. When he established the force of the wind and measured out of the waters, when he made a decree for the rain and a path for the thunderstorm, then he looked at wisdom and appraised it. He confirmed it and tested it. Okay. 28. And he said to man, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to shun evil is understanding. Okay, that just whacks me in the back. Because regardless of how, like, awesome I'm trying to be and wise and understanding, if I do evil, if I sin in a way, he says, oh, yeah, you lack understanding. Wow, that deep? So what's the understanding that we're missing? And what's the understanding that, that Gideon and, and the Israelites misunderstood? And, um, you know, I, um, anybody fear, they have a fear of the Lord? You know, we always have certain areas of fear of the Lord. And, uh, you know, there, there's, uh, there's a passage that I read in Proverbs where he talks about, he says, you know, uh, the Lord, uh, he knows, uh, you know, they used to weigh things, right? Uh, to, you know, barter system, trading back in the day. And so you're like, okay, I'm going to trade you this one for five pounds of this. Right. And so they used weights. Right. And then so what happened was it's like, you know, people would cheat. 
It's like, oh yeah, that's five pounds, but God knows the exact weight of those things. And so Proverbs talks about, it's like, yeah, the Lord knows the weight. He knows where your integrity is at. And so, you know, I'm a businessman. You know, I have my own business, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm about, uh, you know, monthly, you know, revenue, you know, coming in all the time, okay? And, and, and in business, you can start doing some shady things to make a little more money. But I fear the Lord. I'm like, the Lord knows the weights, man. He knows the weight of that invoice. That, 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 that extra time, he knows the real time. Okay, so I can kind of look, okay, and so I feel of the fear of the Lord. I feel his presence, that he is watching me, what I do. He is watching me, what's in my heart. He is watching me, what's in my mind, because what's in my heart and what's in my mind is what I'm going to do. Those are the decisions I'm going to make. And so he says, you know what? He said, so I feel, he goes, you know, it's wise. It, it's, it's, it, the, what's the wisdom aspect of it? it? It's understanding that God is with you all the time. That's the wisdom. The wisdom is that he's actually not that far from you. He's actually in you as the spirit of God. Well, you know, and if you could understand that, then you will shun away from evil. Okay, but isn't that what happens when we sin is we forget that the Lord is there and we shun him away and we pretend like nobody's seen. And so this stuff is very deep. Is it not deep? Darn, it took me 30 years. I hope you're taking notes, man. Don't waste my, my pain and my learning. You know, but, but it's really growing in that understanding that you know, God, God is in our presence, you know, and, 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 and we need to keep that a lot more. We, he really is the lover of your soul. You really are his little girl. You really are his son. He really is crazy about us, you know. And so what happens is that God does all this history of being with them, and so now he's upset at them because they don't they don't they don't get it they don't see it and so and so what is Gideon you know so so God chooses Gideon the least of the least right because God's trying to make a point there right but what is sign what what is what does Gideon say give me a sign that you're with us he's been with you all the time. When, when you've been oppressed, he's been with you. He's been watching you. He's allowed things to happen in your life. You can't, you feel stuck. You've not made progress. He's watching. He's waiting for you to acknowledge, to have faith in him. You know, and, and Gideon starts asking for a sign not realizing, you know, that the signs are all over. But I, I want us to think about this, you know, because we can, we can kind of lose, lose our mind. What's that song? I'm going to lose my mind. Yep, up in here. We can kind of do that. Up in here, up in here. Okay, because we can do that. 
okay? But you got to understand, I really want you to get this. You are the sign today. You are the sign. Your marriage is a sign to this world. Your transformation from darkness to light is the sign. Okay, and so we don't need to be looking out for God, give me some signs. No, you are the sign. If you, if you come to understand that, and what's the sign that he was looking for? Are you with me? That's the sign. He wanted a confidence. Are you with me? Is God with you? He's inside of you. And you'll read the story of Gideon, and he said, and the Lord, you know, you know he came upon him. You know, and, and we can kind of think like that. We can say, like, wouldn't this ministry just be so awesome? Or wouldn't this situation be so awesome if he was just to come upon me? You know, and, and of course we think about, like, oh, you mean like the story when God came upon the donkey? And the donkey started to disciple that man? You guys remember that story? You mean like that? Like, that's, isn't that awesome? Like, you know, it's like, man, if he can use a donkey, come on. Right? And it's like, if he comes upon me, you know, and we're all this, Lord, come upon me. And we're all waiting for the sign to come upon me. Not realizing that actually that Hebrew word come upon me means to be clothed with. Wow, gee, that sounds very familiar. Are we not clothed with Christ when we are baptized? Are we not clothed with Christ? Has he not already come upon us? He has. You know, and so what's the missing ingredient? Hey, guys, we are the, you got to accept what God has done in your life. You are that sign. You know, God is with you. God is with us. You know, and just like Gideon, you know, I mean, the, the, the amazing thing about Gideon, I want you guys to read it from uh, Judges 6 through 8, okay, because I'm not going to be able to get a chance to it, to it, but please read it. But what happens is that, you know, just like Gideon, right, he goes, um, he has 32, uh, there's 32,000 men, right? He asked for certain signs. There's 32,000 men. God then uh, says, you know what, you have too many. I don't, want you all, I don't want you all thinking that it's because of you guys that I'm going to give you this victory. You know, because, you know, the, the way that Gideon described, you know, the Midianites was to say, man, they are like locusts and they had camels. You know, just think about the advantages of having a camel when you're on your foot. On, on your, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, they got planes, they got cars. Yeah, we, we got nothing. You know, because they're on there. They had a whole bunch of camps. That means they can go far, get there quickly. You know, and they they had nothing, right? So he goes. Uh, he goes so, so this army is just so great that you know the things could be so you know um, so overwhelming. Can't you have certain things that are overwhelming in your life that could feel like that? They're just so overwhelming. You know, and so the God says, you know what? No, anybody who's afraid, have them leave. And I can really understand that because I believe that God works under the freedom of choices. Okay, so if there, you know, when I hear of people that, you know, certain families say, you know what, I think I'm going to go to a different ministry, I think you need to go and explore it. Because there was a time where I had to explore. 
There was a time when I went, and uh, I remember, you know, this is a while back, and I thought, you know what, I don't like what's happening here. I need to go explore. You know what, I really like this one preacher in the West. His name is Andy Fleming. You know, I really like him. I'm going to go over there. You know, and I said, you know, this is not the way I'm you know, going and so forth, right? So I went to go visit. It wasn't quite, you know, there were some certain things I didn't, you know how you go and you don't feel it? I didn't feel it. I'm a feeler, but anyways. Uh, yeah, okay, so, and I remember that day, you know, it was in, under that freedom that I had to go and explore it and see that I made a decision that I said, you know what, I don't need to go anywhere. This is my church. I'm going to take responsibility for this ministry. And then from then on, my attitude's been different. I understand I am the ministry. Yeah, you know what? Like that. Yeah, I, my my family. That's the ministry. You know, I don't. I don't. It's like really that you're gonna be like the judges. You want another leader? Uh, newsflash: you you are the leader. <laughs> no, you are the leader. Okay, I don't know. You want another leader? No, you you are. You know, and ever since then, I've taken responsibility. Okay, and so what happens is that in that consistency, God works. Because there are so many incredible lessons that God teaches you in the persistence, in the consistency. I think the Bible calls it perseverance. I think in Spanish it says constancia, being constant. You know, and so I'm okay with the freedom because God works in that freedom. But my concern is, are you wandering? Are you wandering? Because if you're jumping around church hopping, you know, there's some lessons that still need, you, know, you need to have. You know, and, and you are the minister. Sometimes I talk to, to different ministries within here, and you can give me your complaints about your ministry, right? And I'm just kind of like, uh-huh. I'm like, oh. yeah, but you guys are that ministry, yeah, they're not devoted. No, no, that's 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 you guys. No, no, they're, yeah, but they're like, no, no, that yeah, no, that's 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 your ministry. That you guys, you guys are it. You know what I mean? It's kind of like we can complain. It's like no, we want to, you know, we we want to choose others. We want new leaders. You know, all these things. It's like no, we got to we got to really take that responsibility of it. You know, and so then what happens is that right? He goes on to. There's 22,000 people are left, right? So he does this thing where he goes and, and grabs water, right? Go, go ask, go see how they, they drink. Uh, so, so anybody that was afraid, he gave them the freedom of choice to just go, you know, go back home. You know, go do your thing. He, he gave them that freedom, so people chose and they did. So then uh, um, he does this thing where it's like, hey, have them, the men drink. And these, the ones that drink uh, a certain way, you know, those are the men's. You know, how many are there? And they came down to 300. Now imagine this. You go down to 30, from 32,000 to 300, okay? So he says, yeah, that's about the right number, God says. <laughs> you know, and of course you're inside, you now you get, okay, by the time the Midianites were done, okay, there was 122,000 men that had fallen. God used... 300, right, who didn't even fight, who never even got to. Well, actually, they did chase. He did, Gideon did, did like that. But it wasn't the battle that you would think. 
you know, and it was, it was, you know, and, and God used it, and he did like, man, it's 122,000. You can read Judges chapter 6 to chapter 28, okay? And so we look at Judges chapter 8. Let's look on over to Judges chapter 8. Because this is the lesson. Let me find it here. Um, Judges chapter 8, verse 22. Through in 23, and we'll close off here, okay? Judges chapter 8, verse 23 through 23. Okay, imagine you've seen everything, and uh, the Israelites said to Gideon, this is at the end, rule over us, you, your son, and your grandson, because you have saved us out of the hand of Midian. Rule over us. We want a new leader. We want these things. But Gideon told them, I will not rule over you, nor will my son rule over you. The Lord will rule over you. That's the lesson. Being grounded in God. That no matter what, God God is the ruler. God is the one in charge. He is the one that reigns. This is his kingdom. He's the one in charge. That's the lesson of the Israelites over and over and over and over and over. And so guess what's going to be the lesson in your life? That's going to be over and over and over and over. God rules over me. You know, and, and because I understand it and I'm close, I just want, I just want, to, I just want to love God. I want to love my brothers and sisters the way that, that Jesus showed his love. You know, there's so many lost people. I went to an 80th uh, birthday party yesterday, family members. And uh, for, from the best aspect of it, it was pretty awesome. Like, you know, I looked at us like it was great. Just seeing, you know, longtime friends, family members, you know, all that. You know, I mean, music, mariachi, singing, dancing, just conversing, you know, all over. I mean, you look, you look at that, and you're like, man, that's, that man, they really know how to throw a party. The saddest thing for me was when you look at the spiritual condition and you look at the children who are, you can, they're just lost, just wandering. They're missing a spiritual leader in their family. You know, and so you know, when we look at this, like, you know what? There's a lot of lost people in this world. You know, and you are that sign. So in, in, in 2019, guys, let's have an awesome year. Amen? Let's be grounded in God. You know, yeah, let's give it up for God and what he's going to do. Let's stay grounded. You know what? Uh, you know, let's be praying for one another. Uh, we may be fewer, but that's just the way God may want it. Okay, and we need to look to him, okay? So with that, guys, let's, let's, uh, let's say a word of prayer, and then we are dismissed. Thank you, guys, and let's have a great week. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we uh, thank you, God, so much, Father, for, uh, God, just your word, the inspiration of your word, God. Uh, Father, uh, just what an amazing example of Gideon, Father, of just how he can, uh, Father, just looked at himself, Father, as the weakest, Father, and the least. And, uh, Father, the transformation 
of a man, uh, Father, amazing. Um, Father, his convictions at the end, his courage, his boldness. Father, he went from not having any faith to, to calling to people to look to you, to accept you as the ruler. And that, Father, that uh, I didn't read it, Father, but then the uh, Israelites enjoyed peace, Father, for 40 years, God. And so, Father, I pray that, God, that uh, we can take this message and apply it to our lives, God. Uh, Father, help us, Father, to have faith in you. Help us to recognize, Father, and remember that, Father, that we are the signs, God. You've done amazing things in our lives, God. Father, give us the vision, Father, for this year of the transformation, Father, that's going to happen uh, individually and in our families and in this ministry, God. Um, Father, I think, I think that transformation, Father, will just end up in being courageous. Father, I think that Father is going to end up in, in, in Father, in, 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 uh, in just in love and greater faith, God, and uh, sharing, Father. Just thank you, God. Thank you so much. Father, we pray for all of our children, God. Uh, Father, please protect them. Please watch over them. We pray for their faith, God. Please uh, help them to continue to grow and to come to understand you, Father. Help the, the questions that they have, Father, to be answered, God, so that they could be uh, fired up for you, God, and understand you, Father. Please protect them from this world. Please protect us all from this world, God. All the social media stuff, God. Uh, there's a lot of good things, and there's a lot of bad things out there. Father, please help us to protect our hearts and our minds, God, to remember that you are right there with us and to shun away from evil, God. We thank you. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, guys. You guys are dismissed. Thank you.